Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so happy to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in Heaven. I've got a great show for you today. Just recently, I had the privilege of sitting down with author and podcast host, one of my fellow CPN hosts, Elaine Haynes, and we had this wonderful conversation about the faithfulness of Jesus in her life and the goodness of God that helped walk her out of this prison of sin and shame and all of that. And and isn't that all of our stories to some degree? So if you are in a prison right now, whether it's a prison of sin or addiction or some other kind of bondage, uh, Jesus wants to be your everyday Savior, not just Savior for eternity, but Savior right now. And he wants to walk with you and walk you out. He wants to take you from the prison to the palace. And this episode is going to encourage you to do just that. So listen in for some practical tips on walking with him out of your prison and inspiring testimony from Elaine Haynes. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Gopher Ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services who does all of our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network through which I am licensed and ordained and life-changing productions who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at christinapereira.org. Do you have a loved one's special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinapereira.org slash podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Plexus Living Free. It's hard to be and do all that God has called us to do. World changers, light of the world, when you don't feel your best. Most of the health issues that we deal with today have the same roots of poor gut health, blood sugar imbalance, and inflammation. But you can address those issues with Plexus plant-based products. You guys, I have to tell you, I have been on the Plexus 
bandwagon for the last two months and I'm so thankful. I've noticed some big changes in my body. I have so much more energy than I used to and I'm sleeping better and a lot has changed. So I'm really thankful for that. If you're encountering issues with weight gain and blood sugar imbalance and things like that, I would highly recommend you check out the Plexus products. And I'm so thankful if you click on the link I've provided in the show notes, you can receive 10% off your welcome package and free VIP membership. It's a health assessment quiz, and once you tell them what you need, they'll recommend uh, the right products to fit you best. So thanks so much for being a Revealing Jesus listener. I've got a great resource for you guys today. I've got an amazing book called Chosen, Appointed for Favor, Destined for Greatness by Michelle McLean Walters. And right now it's on sale through Charisma. This book will help show you how you can live in the fullness of your identity as God's chosen ones. I know this powerful resource is going to equip you guys to help fulfill your God-given destiny. We need each and every one of us declaring the goodness of God in this hour. And I'm so excited to bring this to you guys. And as always, when you, when you purchase our resources, you help support Revealing Jesus. And I'm so thankful for that. Without further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Elaine. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. Today, I have with me an amazing leader in the body of Christ. She is a minister, the founder of Eternal Truth Now Ministry, author of Too Many Voices, My Journey from Confusion to Clarity, and she is one of my fellow CPN podcast hosts on the show, Stirring the Waters. Please help me welcome Elaine Haynes to the podcast. Thank you for hosting this show. I'm really thrilled to be here because I love to share of God's goodness, of his purpose for people's lives, his plan. I love to bring hope to the hopeless. I love to be able to have an opportunity to impart the gift that God has given me and to, to share testimonies that reveal his plan and purpose for people's lives, to bring that alignment to the truth of his goodness and his sovereignty and his all-encompassing, um, the way that he orchestrates the things in our lives to bring about his purposes, which are good for us. Mm. So thank you for, for having me on your show. Oh, well, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure and honor. And I always tell people it's such a joy to help reveal Jesus by revealing all that he's doing all across the body of Christ and in the lives of so many. And it's just a joy. Mm -hmm. well, well, I've told our listeners so much about you today. Can you share with them maybe something personal just to help get to know you? Well, I, um, I'm married and my husband's also a minister and we love um, our family. We have five grandkids, um, but we love to garden. I, I have always loved plants and I love to garden and that God speaks to me in the garden and wherever we've lived, we lived in a number of different places. 
God seems to have blessed me with a green thumb and it just prospers into a kind of a little sanctuary um, where you can meet with him and feel his presence. And it's, we just really love that. I just love gardening. That's mm. yeah. I, I love that. I can relate to that a lot. I love to garden as well. You know, yeah. I love um, the whole beginning of the Bible in Genesis when God yeah. was walking with Adam and Eve in the garden. And it's, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite places. And even when I was little, one of my favorite songs was in the garden. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that hymn? Did you ever hear that? Oh, I do. I do I remember love it. I yeah, and I have some really fond memories. Also, one of the um, very largest influencers in my life, as far as um, really showing me unconditional love and nurturing my um, desire to know the Lord, was a great aunt who was kind of like a grandmother to me. And she had a garden. So mm-hmm. she, I believe, is the one that instilled that in me because I would ask her questions and she would tell me about how God creates plants and how He makes the wind blow and things like that. She was always open to me um in my questionings and and she had a she had a beautiful it was so I loved going to her house she treated me like a princess and she she had a dining room table overlooking her garden and her bird bath and she would serve me on her fine china oh I love that (laughs) I know and oh it was just so wonderful such wonderful memories of of a real godly woman that had an influence on my life well, I absolutely love that. And I love the whole fine China part of it. I love having tea parties and yes. those kinds of things. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, and I love the way that, that God uh, gives us the metaphor of caring for the vines, you know, that the yes. father is the ultimate vine dresser. And I've actually written on my blog about this before. And every mm-hmm. time I tend to my raspberry vines, I think about the father gently yeah picking up every vine and washing off the pests and the dirt and the debris. And, you know, that's what happens when we come to the word of God, when we come to read our Bibles, when we come to meet with Jesus, when we hear anointed preaching and teaching that's focusing on Jesus and not us, God is washing us with the water of the word and your ministry loves to exalt the eternal word of God, which is Jesus himself. And tell me a little bit about how you met Jesus. Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know, I I came out of a lot of brokenness. I'm going to start there. Um, My dad was a minister, um, but he had some sexual perversity and it, Mm. it created a spirit in the home. And I was also, um, my mom was very emotionally shut down because of um, trauma that she experienced as a child. So um, so a couple of things kind of formed where I'm going into my brokenness. Um, one, I was um, molested um, regularly between the ages of four and six, not by my father, but by another um, close family um, friend who was there often, mm. um, an older person, um, teenager. And, and so that, um, you know, created that sexual identity at a very young age and thinking that, you know, my life would, had no value. I was just for someone else, basically, to use. Um, And then I also had, um, at a very young age, had the gift of being able to see and hear things, even that weren't spoken, but they were reality, Um, not knowing then about the, you know, the seer gift and things like that. And Mm -hmm. I was told I was crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that that kind of formed some some wrong identities where I became very hidden, very um, shut down, and ended up getting into drugs and, and things like that. And um, so when my first husband and I were married, we were very into sex, drugs, and rock and roll, the whole, you know, that whole thing. Mm. And um, we moved to California. We were in Maryland. We moved to California and 
I got involved, we got involved with some people who had done the EST training, which I don't want to get into a big thing about that, but it's a mixture of a lot of new age things. Mm. And, and then, you know, they went to Black's Beach, which is a nude beach and invited us to that. We weren't Christians. Okay. So um, over time I became, we had two children and I became um, very, um, I was searching for something. I was very, there was this deep loneliness and I, and I was searching for answers for what's the point of life. And I started dabbling into new age and other spirituality. And I started mm. seeing and hearing voices. It was demonic. I didn't know that at the time. Um, wow. And I ended up having a nervous breakdown and I left my husband and two children, my small children, and I became a stripper. Wow. And he, um, my ex-husband immediately moved, he moved in with someone who I thought he was maybe having an affair with, although he said he wasn't, but that just reinforced all that I don't matter, all of that. And so what happened was um, he immediately filed for divorce. And then um, I was in my room in a little studio apartment and I have no explanation except that the Holy Spirit came in the room. So I believe maybe my mother was praying. I don't know. Nobody witnessed to me. But I became immediately aware out of the blue of my sin and that there's a holy God. And I threw myself on the floor. I wanted to die because I, it was like my life flashed before my eyes and I did not want to live. I could not live with that guilt of, mm. all the, of what I had done. And I just cried out to, let, to for God to let, just let me die. I mean, for as long as I don't even know how long it was, I was just weeping and travailing, crying out to die. And then it did nothing happen. Then I just cried out from somewhere inside me, Jesus saved me. And he appeared to me. I didn't see his face, but I saw his feet. I saw his hands. I saw his, the white robe. He touched me on my shoulder and I was instantly delivered from demonic voices. I was instantly healed of a physical thing that I had. And that was, that was, I mean, that was the start. I mean, what can I, I just had that. I was immediately saved, delivered, healed. And mm -hmm. I called my mom and told her what happened. I went in the next day and said, told my boss, I can't do this anymore. I met Jesus. And I didn't know what I was going to do. My mom came out to help me, you know, get a job and get a lawyer and all that anyway. And through a, an incredible turn of events over a long period of time for child custody, God moved in my favor. And that was a whole nother miraculous thing because my ex-husband had wanted psychiatrists to interview each of us to prove I was crazy, which fed into that early belief I had that I'm crazy, right? Mm. And I was in a church service um, where they had this prayer in the front. It wasn't a prayer like um, where people come and pray for you. It was, we all got in a big circle and everybody was just praying their own prayers. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, the psychiatrist is going to determine that the kids will be better off with your, with your ex-husband. And I fell to the ground. And then he said, but it's going to be okay. Mm. And I held on to that because I knew that was God. And I held on. And when we then went into court, the judge read the, what the psychiatrist had said, both of us were really messed up, but because he actually remarried by this point and she had a family that it'd be better for the kids to be in a family setting. Mm. And then she said, but I have determined the children will be in the custody of the mother with joint legal custody. Mm -hmm. It was a complete, what God told me what happened, happened. And it's just an ongoing, there was just an ongoing over my life now of just of seeing God move in um, 
incredible miraculous ways and bringing restoration and bringing from that into the identity that he has had for me all along and my my children are saved now we have an incredible relationship and um i just want to see others set free i want others to know him mm-hmm. to to and for those that are that are hurting for their prodigals to know that god can do anything keep praying keep praying he'll answer mm-hmm. yeah you know, I'm, I'm so sorry that you went through all that and you experienced all that. You know, we all have our journeys with brokenness, but that is an, inc- is an incredible story. You know, there's so much in that that you said that I see the Lord just showing up and, and being uh, a savior to you in all of those things. And that's truly his heart. Yes. Is, is to be a savior in the midst of all of those situations and circumstances, even when they're things that we've gotten ourselves into. Yes. You know, people like to think that Jesus is just a savior for the once salvation thing. But no, he's a, no. he's a save. He's an everyday kind of savior. Yeah. He's yeah. a, he's a man. I've really screwed this situa- situation yeah. up. Can you please help me? Yes, this is my fault. Can you please help me get out of this yes. kind of deal? And uh, his heart is simply to just be with us and to do life with us in the garden. That was always his desire. That's right. And uh, it's such a beautiful thing that because of Jesus, we've not only been been brought back to the garden, but we've been given more than we had in the garden. You know, the Bible says that we're a new creation in Christ, never before seen in the earth originally. God walked with Adam externally, but now we walk together hand in hand inhabiting Mm -hmm. the same body for every believer. How incredible is that? It is incredible. And, you know, I just want to tag on to something you just said, because, um, you know, I had a couple of really, really strong, good years with the Lord um, where he was doing just incredible things. And I got offended by something that happened in the church and I backslid. Mm. And I thought, um, and a lot of, you know, other stuff happened to me. I just, I don't want to get into all that. But my point is that God continued to work with me. I thought that I'd done the unforgivable by backsliding and that mm-hmm. he would never be able to use me. And, and I got into some things that, you know, I shouldn't have, just like you were talking about, that even those things we get ourselves into, mm-hmm. he still rescues, he still delivers because I have seen that he has his eye on his great love for us, but also his purpose for our lives. And he works those circumstances to mm-hmm. that end. And every time that we, we return, we see his love, we see his, you know, it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. Mm-hmm. You know, see, he pours his love on us, his goodness, and it turns us back again. And then he starts the immediate, I've seen this over and over with not just myself, but others, that when we turn back to him, he immediately immediately starts working in our circumstances to bring us right back into alignment mm-hmm. with, with the truth of his purposes. And he works all things together for good mm-hmm. to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Absolutely. And think about the Joseph story, you know, mm-hmm. which means so much to me. God, all those things he went through had to happen to get him to become that governor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And many people, not just himself, but a whole nation. Mm. Isn't that... You know, that, that's, that's what people don't really understand about the grace of God is that it is truly more extravagant and fabulous and extraordinary than yes. we could ever imagine. 
you know, yes. just in that story of Joseph, you know, God took that situation. He took, he took the, the, the murderous jealousy of the brothers and yes. he completely flipped it around and used it on a vessel. Joseph, who was willing to say yes to God, even in, even in the prison. Yes, exactly. Um, right. And he used it to save a nation. To save a nation. Yes. And wow. Right. That is the grace of God right it there. Is. It is. Um, it's just no, I mean, there's so many beautiful, clear pictures of that. You know, when God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, a pure picture of grace all the way to Mount Sinai. And, you know, and it's just so incredible, you know, grace isn't just woven into the new Testament. It's woven all through the old Testament. If we have eyes to see and ears to hear Um, all of its pictures of Jesus and what he would accomplish for us and what he will do through us. And it's such a beautiful picture, but, you know, we have to be willing to say yes, even in the prison. That's right. You know, that, that was, that was part of, I believe what, well, God already knew how it's going to turn out. You know, he chose Joseph, Joseph for a reason, but, but that is an essential part of us moving forward into our destiny. Absolutely. Is yes. Is continuing to say yes. Absolutely. Continuing Can, to say yes, and the continuing to praise him in the midst of it, to thank him and be faithful wherever we're found. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just think about Paul, you know, when he was in shackles in the prison, he was, he was unable to minister to the churches in person and it, yes. it, it must've been painful and it, mm-hmm. you know, extraordinarily difficult for him, mm-hmm. but God took every single letter that he wrote to the churches and yes. it's now become our new Testament Bible, which right. where, where Paul couldn't physically minister. Paul has continued to minister even yes. to us today as new, as new Testament believers, new covenant believers, 2000 years later because of the prison that he was in yes that's a and that's a beautiful thought that truly and look at look at john the apostle john on the isle of patmos they they tried to kill him by boiling him in oil he didn't die and they said they put him on the isle of patmos and that's where he he received and wrote the revelations yes he wrote incredible he wrote the very last book of the bible the revealing of jesus christ i just want to say this Revelation is not the revealing of the Antichrist. It's the revealing of Jesus to the end time church. That's right. Amen. So Amen. it's, That's it's good. incredible. God can take our prisons and he can do so much good with them, but just like you did. And just like I did. And just like so many are doing out there, we must continue to say yes, yes. to Jesus in the midst of it. So you talked about keys to fulfilling our destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that that's one of it. Can you give me some other keys to help fulfilling our destiny, even when we're in the prison? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that, you know, a big part of it is, um, is faith, continuing to believe, to believe that God is good and that he's with you. Mm-hmm. Even if you, the circumstance doesn't feel like it's good, even if you don't understand it, to trust God, that is key. And to, to know that, that he has an ordained purpose for your life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it's, you know, I'll tell you some of the, a couple of the scriptures that really were life changing for me Mm -hmm. were in Ephesians. um, There's two of them in Ephesians and then one in second Timothy, Ephesians one, four, according as he, God has chosen us in him, Christ. We were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world Mm -hmm. that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And then at 210 Ephesians. 
We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And then 2 Timothy 1 and 9. God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. In all of those verses, in, in Christ Jesus, we were in him before mm -hmm. the world was formed. Our works that were ordained for us in him were done, were, were ordained before the world was formed. And he uses every circumstance that we have to bring about his purposes in our lives, to bring about the fulfillment of our destiny. So that believing is really important. And one of the most important things is the word of God, because mm -hmm. Jesus is the word of God. And as you let the word of God, if you, as you begin to study it and let him reveal Christ to you and you get it inside you, Christ becomes formed in you as you're obedient to that word moving forward. So it's, it's, it's we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. And that's, that's our, I think one of our key battles is, you know, we have the mind of the flesh. We have the, the mind, the natural mind, which is the, 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 um, our, we have our soul. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry. Our mm -hmm. soul, which is our mind, our natural mind, our will and our emotions. And then we have our spirit by which we communicate with God. And that's where we hear God. That's where the, the scriptures open up to us is in our spirit, but our soulish mind has its own thoughts that are based on how we were raised, the things that happened to us, the belief systems we formed, the lies we listened to that formed strongholds, all of those things. So the only way out of that is to get the word inside you and let it have ascendancy over our own soulish mind. In other words, have our thinking change to believe the word of God and let that word of God change us in that process. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting to me. Um, a lot of times the prisons that we live in can be between our two ears. And yes. uh, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think a great key to fulfilling our destiny is being willing to interpret our circumstances through the lens of the word of God and through the voice of God. Yes. Uh, so many times I tell people, what is God saying? What is he doing? And, you know, there's been certain situations and circumstances in my life that were not good. And, you know, I got into trouble when I interpreted them through my own uh, reasoning, my own thinking. But when I got from God's perspective, it was completely different and yeah. things would begin to break through. Mm -hmm. And then once we see from his perspective, we then use our mouths to declare what God is saying and we partner with him into the atmosphere to bring forth that which he is already speaking over us. Yes. And uh, I think that's so vital that we are continuing to renew our natural minds mm -hmm. and uh, things like that. But um, I love your um, title to your book, Too Many Voices, My Journey from Confusion to Clarity. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because you really struggled with, am I hearing God or am I crazy? And I think that was a stronghold in your mind where you had to be renewed, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was. Um, yeah. So the, the book is about my journey, basically, from, you know, from a starting and, and, you know, and I didn't want to write this book because I have 
my story, if I tell, told you all the details, is, is very painful to relive that, even though I know I'm a new creature. Mm -hmm. um, but when, he, and the reason it's painful, because I feel separated from it now, honestly, mm -hmm. because it's been, I mean, you know, I'm 67 years old and, and I got born again in 1981. So it's like, this is my life now walking with God. But, but when he asked me to put my testimony in a book, you know, make it public, um, I'd shared it a few times, you know, in public, but that's different than having it actually written down. And the, and what was the most challenging is as a writer, I know that if you want someone to feel the impact of what you're trying to tell them, then you have to write it in such a way that they're living it, that they're feeling it like you're like they're there. Mm -hmm. And that meant I had to really go back and feel those things again. And it was very, very painful. It was very hard. But the beauty, what God did in this, in my writing of this book was so incredible to me. I had no idea he was going to do this. He didn't tell me this was going to happen. But when I went back into those painful times, after I wrote it at the end, he gave me words of what he had to say about that mm, situation. I love that. Yes. And, oh my gosh. It just, yep. I mean, it talked about a shift and an impartation of of love and faith. And many times it, he speaks to me through poems, through poetry. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them at the end of those chapters are in poems that he spoke to me and to others on this is what he has to say about that place of wounding upon mm -hmm. those lies that the devil said, this is what he has to say about it. So it was, um, that was um, an incredible experience for me. And what was also really interesting to me is one of the biggest um, questions I had as a teenager that caused me so much um, troubling was what's the whole point of life? It just seemed futile to me. It seemed, it, it just made no sense. And I had written, already written Moses shocked in the desert, learning God's ways so we can enter the promised land. I'd written that. And that was from a prophetic dream that God gave me. And, but it's funny because at the end of it, it's really about his purpose being fulfilled. I didn't get it until I wrote too many voices and I was going through my story that he showed me, Hey, I gave you the answer to your question about what's the purpose of life. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So as I, as I, the book, the journey, he showed me prophetic markers along the way that I couldn't see until I actually wrote it out. And then I was able to see, he opened my eyes to these prophetic markers. So now it's, now I can look at other people's lives and see things that are happening in a prophetic way and be able to prophesy into that for them. Um, and so part of this, this, the book that he had me write is not just about, you know, a testimony of God's goodness, his grace, his working out of purpose. It is that it's all of that, mm -hmm. but he's also given me tools to help other people in the book that are given to help them hear his voice for themselves to be able to differentiate between all the voices, you know, the voices of our own thoughts, our own mind of things that happen to us, the voice of the devil, um, others' voices and things like that. So there's some tools in there also, um, but it's also a book of hope to those that, that are really having a hard time believing that that prodigal whose life is just such a mess and looks so far from God, that God is going to use that to bring them into the fullness of their purpose for the, his purpose for their lives. Mm. So it's a book of, of hope. Also, it's a book of 
of people that that want to better hear God's voice for themselves, that want to understand the prophetic journey of mm -hmm. our callings and how how it gets played out in our circumstances and in our wrong way of dealing what happens and then our right way of dealing what happens. It really shows the stark difference between the two, which is coming from a place of, of confusion, not knowing what's going on, to an understanding, a clarity about who God is and what he wants to do in our lives and who you are, who I am, and whoever reads the book, I believe, and I've had many testimonies from others who've read it that said that their eyes were then opened and they were able to identify with my story, even though it wasn't exactly like theirs, but mm -hmm. the, the, but the essence and the, and the, the purposes of God began to shine. He began to shine on their lives and speak to them and, and realign them to his, his purpose for their lives. So mm. um, that's really what it's about. Mm, I love that so much, you know, and I, uh, there's such a lifting of shame when we begin to write our story yes. and uh, when we write it down and we start to share it because we have those testimonies. It may not be exactly like ours, right. uh, our story, but it may be similar in some ways. And we start to realize, and a lot of those strongholds start coming off the, the whole lie of the enemy. Oh, it's just you. You're the crazy one. You're the, this, you're the, that, you know, God hates just you. <laughs> Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's when you said that too, because it reminded me of something that, that it was one of the most powerful things that, that I ever experienced um, with God showing me something, which is that those places of our deepest woundings are the places where his glory is going to shine through. Absolutely. When we, when we submit it to him, it becomes a portal of his glory into other people's lives. Absolutely. And that's an incredible truth. Mm -hmm. And, and, for me, you know, so whenever I'm going through something, I know that God is going to use that and it's going to bless other people and it's going mm -hmm. to bring his glory to the earth. Absolutely. You know, I, you know, the, I, I grew up, I've, I've been through a lot in my life. I truly have. I've, I'm 39, but I've, I feel like I've lived the life of someone who's 60. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the Lord always told me, he said, never fear the canyons in your life because it's those places that I come and I fill it with myself. I love it. And um, yeah. And, and if we'll allow him to, if we'll continue to say yes in the prison, in the mm -hmm. difficult situations and circumstances and get his perspective, yes. I believe he can take us from the prison to the palace in an Absolutely. instant. Amen. And uh, Amen. I really feel like that's what today is about. So will you pray for our listeners Yes. Um, if they need deliverance, if they need healing, uh, whatever God lays on your heart would be wonderful. I would love to do that. So Father God, I just, I just pray right now for every listener that tunes into this broadcast, Lord God, this podcast, Father, I just pray, Lord God, that your spirit would speak to their hearts even right now, that you would begin to illuminate those places, Lord God, where you want to come in and do a transformative work where you want to bring healing, where you want to bring deliverance, Lord God, that they would be able to open themselves up to you right now and lay it all out at your feet. That you would lay them bare by your spirit, Lord God, and come and fill that place with your presence, Lord God, that you would fill that place with your light, with your love, with your truth, Lord God, that every place of darkness is dispelled now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every the place of wounding is now his light is brought into it and he is beginning to do a healing process even even right now that there's a turning there's a shifting 
that your eyes are being opened to see the truth of who he is, that he has never left you, he has never forsaken you, and he never will, that he is with you right now, and he's turning things around, even as you open your heart up to him anew, that he is turning those things around, and even right now, you can feel that shift, you can see that light coming into that place of darkness, you can see it piercing, and, and that there is, a, there is a new opening, a new path opening up before you, that there is the, the fulfillment of those things that have been deep in your heart that you've not even expressed are beginning to, to take root. That just like that plant with that seed, there are seeds that have, that have been put into your life, that they are just, they're now being watered, that, they're, that, that, that the warmth of his sun is upon it and it is bursting forth in new life. I see it. I see it in front of me, and I'm speaking that over you right now, that there is new life bursting forth right now in Jesus' name. So be encouraged and be blessed because he is with you. He is for you. He is not against you. Every weapon that has been formed against you shall not prosper. He is using it for his glory and for your good in the mm -hmm. days to come. You shall see it. You shall see it, and it shall be established in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. I, I so appreciate that. And I know it's going to impact our listeners and I'm just looking forward to the testimonies and the things that God is going to use. You know, we have a great commission to fulfill yes. and uh, each one of us have a unique role to play. And as you were speaking, I was seeing this wave and it re just reminds me of this prophetic word I gave a few years ago and that this coming move of God, this wave is made of people. It's mm. made of the body of Christ. Beautiful. And uh, I'm so excited. We need, we need each and every one of us uh, walking in our God given destiny. Amen. So, that is so beautiful. I've seen so many pictures of waves, but, and, and read so many that others have had pictures, but that's the first one that I've heard. And I can see it. And I love that. That's so beautiful. Yes. Yes. You know, when I saw it, I saw this wave coming and I saw um, the crest of it actually turned uh, was a hand. And as it crested, it turned into a fist mm, and wow. it was the body of Christ is coming in power. The church wow, is coming Christ. in power. Yes. Yes. And yes, yes. Um, I love it. I love it. God is Thank so God. good. He's Thank so God. good. He's taking us from the the uh prison to the palace amen. in an instant i love it amen amen we love you jesus Excellent. well i hope and i pray that today's episode has blessed you i will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes on cpnshows.com under revealing jesus with christina Pereira. you'll find additional resources to connect with us and our special guest elaine haynes until next week May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. 
Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.